listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm delighted to have back with us today Jennifer Rezio, one of our superpower experts. Uh, she's joined the family, and this is a really special show, in my opinion, because this topic comes up so much in the entrepreneur world and business world, and I think it. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to jump out on a limb here and say I think it's the single reason why most people don't succeed at running their own business. And so when Jennifer and I got to talking about this concept that you know, I'll tell you here in a second, it's like I'm dangling, you know, just not even bother to state it. I felt like it was really important that we bring her back on the show and have a conversation about it. But it's around the concept of people thinking that, you know, they are their work, they are their business, that they're trying to encapsulate the essence of who they are into a business. And in my language, I say two things that are on the surface seemingly contradictory, but they're not. And once I outline that, then we'll have Jennifer kind of share her perspective on it. But I talk a lot about, you know, my work is my life and my life is my work. And what I mean in that space is that I live a very holistic life. So my husband's my business partner. Our daughter's very involved in our businesses. And we do everything together. Justin's been telling people lately we're a 24-7 family. And I Mm -hmm. love that imagery. This is very holistic existence. I'm no different in the business than I am in my marriage than I am in my parenting. Like that's the essence of who I am. And I also caution a lot of people about, about the idea of personal brands and stuff like that. I think personal brands have a great place and, and they're useful if done in the right perspective. And so your business has an identity. Your business needs a very singular niche message anymore to kind of work through all the noise in the market space. You are a multifaceted, infinite, multidimensional being. It's impossible to encompass a, a, you, a person, into a singular message. And so people will often say, you know, well, I'm trying to figure out what my message is. And I'm like, well, which one? You've got gazillions of them. Like, like how can you possibly encapsulate that into a singular brand? And we get a really confused in that space. Did, did I do a good job of kind of setting that conversation up, Jennifer? Of course you did. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit, because I know with the soul language, you had a really unique twist on that. Can you explain how your how that all came about and how you describe it for people? Well, I describe it that people call in a business to do something bigger first for themselves and then for others. And on a very metaphysical level, it's like you're calling in a whole metaphysical support team partners to really kind of expand your goodness. It's it's a vehicle for you to shine and for you to bring your gifts and services. So that's how I explain it. And how I came about was, you know, I'd been IDing, which is putting some tangibility to the soul of personal souls for, for a couple of years in a paradigm I call soul language. And, you know, I was really struggling with the whole idea of business and Technically, a lot of us are not creating businesses, we're creating movements, but the, it still applies. And I thought, oh, I wish I just knew my soul languages of my business. And, you know, that divine guys went, you can, why don't you just ID them? And I was like, oh. And the moment I did that, my business soul, I really instantly saw like the conflict within that business. So each one of us has three core energies of soul, your mission how you feel that mission, and then your soulful personality, how your soul 
prefers to go through life. Well, my business soulful personality was called collaborator. Collaboration for me in the past was extremely painful and extremely costly. And so I was rubbing up against that energy constantly and utilizing it really in struggle rather than in support. And when I went into profound healing, what happened was people would call me and go, I want to collaborate with you. And the first time it happened, I laughed out loud and I was like, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at God. And like, <laughs> Sorry, but I'm not laughing at you. At Bob, right? <laughs> right, Bob. You know, God, universe tree, Bob. I think it was you that told me somebody calls it cupcake. Oh, no, that wasn't me, but I like it. I like it. I was like, cupcake, that's crazy. I love it. So, you know, when we start to really kind of communicate with that conscious energy, because the energy of your business is pure consciousness. It doesn't have free will. It operates on your direction and on your focus. So we can do that with power. Or we can do it with force. And most of us do it with force rather than with power. So, you know, when people go, I am my business, I go, no, you're not. And the moment that you really realize that, you get to create something that's so powerful and has so many legs and can go to infinite. And, you know, even if you don't want to create that multi-million dollar business, right, when you understand that that business energy is different, it has a, a different focus. It has a lot to communicate with you. It makes business easy. I have a screensaver that says, with God, business is always good. Aww, yeah. I like it. And so it's something to keep in mind because often, you know, I think people kind of get into entrepreneurship because they have a big message. And they want to be a big service, right? So we know that the community here that we're serving is those individuals. And I think that because they have that driving force, it becomes so personal. And that creates a lot of attachment in, mm-hmm. in receiving what you want. And so it becomes this push-pull tug of war. But when you have that ability to sit down and really have a team meeting, right, energetically <laughs> business, you know, it creates this free, it lifts all this pressure off of you because I can turn to the business at any time, that energy and go, okay, I'm visual, I'm a visual intuitive. So among other talents and gifts, and so I see them individual. So I can turn to the business energy and go, what do you think about this? You know, and they'll all go, yeah, no, that's kind of really, that's off mark. Like that's not going to go really go anywhere because that's not what this energy's focus is. You're kind of off the path. And for super highly creative and innovative people, that's really important to know because we tend to pluck any creation out of the air and think it's us to birth it. And it's nine out of ten times it's really not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I have a notebook yeah. of creative ideas that aren't mine to birth. So I keep going, hey, you know it would be a great idea for you? And the person goes, oh, my God, that's totally a great idea. I was like, take it. It's not mine to have. Yep. You're welcome, too. Yeah. We, in the superpower design assessment that I do, one of the kind of elements is this ideas, concept. And there are people in this lifetime who've agreed to bring these ideas into consciousness. And, 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 and I love sharing that with people and the relief that they feel when it's like, yeah, you, you, they're not all yours to do. It's kind of like you get first right of refusal. But outside of that, it's like you just agreed to bring them forward. And, and they're like, 
oh, you know, because I, I do think that somewhere along the line, we all bought into this notion of like, you know, every idea that you have must be divine guidance. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean, like thought energy is actually a pretty low frequency energy when you're really truly playing with your own intuition. You can start to feel the subtle difference. And it's not always that useful, you know, that we're inundated with thought energy, our own and everybody else's. And so it's like sifting through all of that, it gets really murky. And I know a lot of people too, they feel like it's always, well, let me back up a second. Another reason why I like this conversation so much is that we get used to being able to like, so let's say people have done work and so they get that internal guidance and their compass is, is on point and they, and they can kind of feel when they're, when they're in alignment for themselves and when they're not. And then we want to take that then and apply it to business. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who are, and I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, where, where are you at with things and everything? Like, well, I'm just waiting for, you know, guidance on what comes next. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Like, I, I think you have to actually do something. And they're like, well, but it just, it just doesn't feel easy. I'm like, it's, you haven't done it before, so it may not feel easy right at first. That doesn't mean that it's not in alignment for you. And so I think what you're doing is so crucial by giving people a framework so that you can come back to and be like, okay, is this within the framework and not confusing that with what may actually come very easy for them, but in how do you kind of marry those things up in a, in a synergistic way? It's no different than, correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like it would be no different than kind of navigating like a marriage, like our co-creative marriage. And so it's like... You know, you you two people come together with the same, with different kind of soul identifications, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, nine out of ten times. I mean, I have never met any couple that has the three same languages, right? Mm. And I've never, I've met one person that has had the same language as three as for business and it was Havoc. And it's very rare that you even have a language in common with your business. And, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, fundamentally, there's energies that are just highly intuitive, right? And so that takes training to go, yes, this is like the radio waves that you're hearing from the masses, and this is yours to move on. And how do you follow the next divinely inspired idea? And I think often what happens, especially with all of the wisdom that we have access to, right? Sometimes people will go, okay, so I'm going to do this. And I go, well, how does it resonate mind, body, and spirit? And how does it resonate with your business soul? And after their conversation, they're like, it doesn't. I was like, well, it's not going to really go anywhere because <laughs> the energy is flat, right? You know, Or the business will say something and there'll be huge resistance in that person. And then that's the personal soul to go through. Mm. And I go, okay, so say to the business, or in this case, say to God, you know, I can't get to D. What's the first step? And so often I think that we kind of do business in the head and not really truly guided by, you know, our heart, our soul, and the Mm. divine. And I think it makes life full of struggle when it doesn't have to be you know so often I'll I'll never forget the moment that I'm in the shower and the business energy goes start a Facebook group called spiritual renegades and I'm like no effing way (laughs) and I'm like listen listen you guys you know my hardship with Facebook you know what happened with me with Facebook and you want me to create this group no and I'm like, okay, that's resistance. Okay, I'll go into healing. So 
I started it. I think it's got like 250 people and they're the most kick-ass 250 people. You know, mm-hmm. I adore everyone in that group. You know, 90% of them are know their soul languages and are operating from a place of soul. And not only that, it's a place where just like the community that now I'm involved with you that you've created, where it's often people will say a safe space and we are master intuitives all roll their eyes like we're all creating safe space. Like, But it's such a place where people actually can really do their spirituality the way they want to. Well, and it, I think it's so crucial because it creates that cellular confidence to go out and do it in the world so i just you know i describe the superpower net to people i'm like look come here get held get supported get challenged get you know learn a few things and then go run out into the world and 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 do your work and expand and then and when that you know when it feels overwhelming or somebody's not nice to you or something you know come running back and let us hold you and support you and help you see what that does for you and what it serves for you and and then go running back out and I, i think that it's like the vision of like the verizon network you know behind you it's like it's like you know we're 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 right there with you. Like, and if nothing else, if it gives people the courage, just like with your spiritual renegade group, if it gives people the courage to go do more and be more and be more expansive and in alignment for themselves and, and to touch others' lives, then awesome. You know, then it's a great thing. Love it. Love it. And it also, I think understanding and having that ability to talk to that soul of that business will remind you why you've created this energy you've called i call it calling in you called in this energy it's a constant reminder on those days where it is a little oh my god i'm doing something new and i'm stretching myself and i'm a little bit of like panic it reminds you why you're here and what you're doing it for and honestly it's a great marketing tool like Mm. i just i just talked to the business energy yeah. Like, what do you want me to talk about? Like, you know, and yes, I have input and I'm part of the collaboration process. And, you know, I chose it for a specific reason based on my soul energy. And it's very freeing to just sit down and connect and go, okay, bloop, 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 bloop. Mm-hmm. It keeps so often we hear from people like, okay, I don't know how to say what I do. I don't know how to express it. I can't put words to it. Well, we live in a word world, so you're going to have to. <laughs> and, you know, this allows you to understand and put more tangibility. I think so many really highly talented, innovative people forget that in order for anyone to participate in your community, you need to put tangibility around it. Mm-hmm. And that takes that takes a, a connecting to yourself and the divine and the business soul. I don't want to say in a particular way, but with the intention of putting tangibility to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think that what you just hit on was exactly why people are resistant to it because the idea of putting tangibility to ourselves in a way that, that we feel might be limiting us in subcapacity or something like that really goes against how a lot of people are. So, so I tell people, it's like, when I started off doing this collaborative kind of idea, like again, naively thinking that people weren't collaborating because they didn't have a system to collaborate in. So, you know, thinking you build a system, they'll collaborate, but that didn't quite occur that way. And what I found was that in order to truly kind of 
really come together and collaborate. You kind of have to put all the little puzzle pieces together. Well, in order to be a puzzle piece, you have to be willing to put yourself or, you know, your business ideally into a little box. And most of us got to where we got in our development by pulling ourselves out of all these boxes. And so the idea of them putting ourselves back in a box is really super uncomfortable. But, and that's where I think people were getting kind of messed up is it's like, you're not, you're not your business. Your business isn't you, but you have to be able to, like you say, put tangibility around what your business do. I love that you said, you know, we live in a word world. Like you have to be able to describe it. People have to have some sort of box in their brain where they can put it or it's pointless. You know, it's like, it's like, so people are like, Oh, I'm a coach. It's like, great. Like I, my brain literally shuts off at that moment in time. Uh, life coach makes my brain shut off. Yeah. Cause I have nowhere to put you. But if you say, Oh, I have this modality and these are the results people get from it, or this is what I really guide people with, but we're so hesitant to specialize to kind of get into those niches. And I think it's because we equate it to getting back into boxes that we so desperately try to, you know, how to pull ourselves out of to get into awareness. So and I also think it's because most of us have self-worth problems and we are afraid to claim, to stake our claim, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I remember when I was starting to identify people and what's really great about understanding that business energy, you will really understand in a better way who your community is. You know, I was going to people that were gurus, and they don't need this. Like, <laughs> I did the same thing. That's right? so funny. They got it. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, really? Because no uh, I can tell you don't. Like, yeah. again, psychic, right? You know, and yeah. so there was a point where I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's talk to the business team. And the business team was <laughs> said, stop trying to prove your worth Mm -hmm. right by going to people who aren't interested in deep consciousness and i went okay and then you get to ask a whole bunch of questions like okay so who are my people what are they need like you know and it becomes fun and exciting instead of oh my god oh my god i gotta do this because i don't a want to let god down Mm -hmm. right and i need to pay my bills yep well, and you want to, and, and then, and then what I found at least was I slipped into, you know, really wanting to accommodate everybody. And, you know, it's, I, I love the parallels and what, and what you and I both went through with this. And it's, and I think that that's fine. You know, we, we kind of go through these phases and these growth moments and everything else, but ultimately all of it comes down to the idea of being confident, you know, in, in who you are and being able to separate that out from all these other pieces and parts. Like, like perhaps you and I are single-handedly feeding the whole kind of uh, uh, multiple personality kind of arena because it's like, no, separate all these aspects of you out and, and talk to them because, you know, that was that's my whole dialogue around the ego. It's like, oh, you know, the, my ego's acting up again. It's like, well, then it becomes this like you against this ego. And it's like, what if we instead break all these little movements and parts and growth moments down into things that, that we get credit for doing? Because we, we like to get credit for work that we've done, you know? And so it's the idea that if you, you know, if you work through an issue that we connect to the ego, but then it comes up again or another issue comes up again later, it's, like, it's, it's almost like it erases all the work that you've done. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, you get credit for that. And so it's the same conversation as you having these like board meetings with, with all of your parts and, and, and everything. And, and I love that because it, for me at least, it allowed me to stay in that observer role and that essence of who I am 
But knowing that there's all these personas and pieces and, and roles that I play, but that's not who I am. Like I am the essence, you know, that kind of oversees everything. And it, life just became a lot more fun when I was able to do that and really willing to give language to that. I'm nodding my head. You can't see me. I'm no, I, can't. I felt you though. I felt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes I think the best thing that I've heard from my business team is go take a break, go to the beach. Like mm. stop, like stop pushing, stop doing, stop trying, stop thinking, stop creating, go to the beach. Yeah. And I think that so often those of us that have this huge message, we have this deadline in our head. Mm. And, you know, having that understanding your business soul allows you to create a hundred year movement. I mean, that's my goal to create a hundred year movement. And you know what? I'm laughing at myself. So yesterday someone said to me, a friend of mine, so what's your vision for soul language? And I was like, I hate that question. I was like, the vision, <laughs> like, and I should have simply said, well, it's to create a hundred year movement because that is the vision. Yeah. So when you kind of have that big picture, it really allows you to start operating with a deeper sense of trust, which is a practice and a consciousness, everyone. So mm-hmm. trust comes and goes. You have to activate it and participate in it. And it allows you to, to go, okay, what are the elements of that movement Who's going to hear, be here to support me? Mm. Who do I need to call in? And it becomes fun. If, if your business isn't fun, why are you doing it? Right. Well, and I love that you said that it's a practice. And, and it's in our languaging or my language, I, I say, you know, the, the choice to operate in a higher frequency in all things is deliberate. Like it, it takes a lot of diligence to train yourself to do it because that's not how most of us have operated for the majority of our existence thus far. And so it is a retraining. And so the idea of operating in trust is a practice. Like you have to be willing to do it. And I, you know, I talk with a lot of people who they get the information and they think it's enough. You know, well, I know that. Well, I know that. It's like, that's awesome. What are you doing with it? Like I, what are you doing with it? Because if you're not putting it into practice, then the information just sits in your brain, you know, and then it actually is, probably more detrimental than never having it to begin with because you think now that you've made progress and for sure the mind needs to be on board and you need some information but it's the practice of making that choice in every moment to do things differently that's the only way that we retrain ourselves I mean that's that's no different than athletes or musicians or anybody who's had to practice at something why would it be any different with us truly changing our existence for ourselves in the world yeah and you know, speaking of practice, I, so many of us that have paradigms, right, that have created something big, guess what? You can outsmart yourself in your own paradigm. So, you know, no. right? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so introducing kind of that pausing of the record to create something new, to ask different questions, to go deeper creates a whole new awareness you know Mm -hmm. i have my mentors you know i have my practices yes i do soul language and connecting with my soul 24 7 and i know when i'm outsmarting myself so Mm -hmm. when i outsmart myself i call my singing teacher and she kicks my butt right Mm -hmm. so you know understanding that if you you're succeeding all the time 
thought into form. It's it's how you want to succeed, and are you really succeeding with your your deep desires and and what you really want to be and accomplish this planet. Mm. You know, it, it, that brings up an interesting point. When we first started off in this business, when it was you know personal power experts, and we moved it into a collaborative, the idea. Well, even when I started doing my coaching, which is kind of the the precursor to all of this. The idea was that something was wrong with people. And so, you know, that's cool. That's an easy thing to do is to, like, tell people you can help them with, if they already identified something's wrong. That's a pretty easy sell. But over time, it was like, I don't, I don't I'm not sure anything's wrong with people. Like, I don't think that that's something that feels good to me to really engage in. And, and I'm not even sure it's truth. Then I started telling people that they're good. You know, they're actually okay and everything's fine. And they're these infinite multidimensional beings. And look at how amazing they are. And then... And then it dawned on me that that's not marketable. Like, like people aren't going to pay you for that over time because they don't have a problem. There's no need to, to pay you to fix anything. So then I really sat with that. I was like, okay, I know I don't agree with the whole idea that people are broken. So I'm not going back into that space. But how do you really then motivate people into action? Because I, I kept feeling, but there is something wrong. What is it? And it finally struck me that, you know, our people, our crew, the people that we attract, are the ones who have pretty well pledged their existence to evolution on, in some capacity, some sort of up-leveling, constant, you know, that type of thing. And it hit me, and, you know, God, Bob, whoever, you know, the, the message came through that it was like, then if they're not doing that, something is wrong. And to kind of come to that conclusion, because I felt, even for myself, that that's what I feel. And so I like the idea of you talking about outsmarting yourself and having mentors and seeking guidance and those checks and balance systems, you know, somebody asked the other day, we did a vision call for superpower experts and somebody asked like, you know, how do you create a situation where people are collaborating and not just following? And I was like, that's a great question. Like people are always going to follow in some capacity. And they're just like, sometimes we just need to relax into somebody taking us by the hand and helping us. Maybe that that's not everybody, but it's not that abnormal. The difference is, are you willing to stop and say, okay, where are my checks and balances? And so I, I was very transparent. I said, that's a big part of the reason for the collaboration for the experts is, you know, as a person, it's impossible to stay out of fear and ego, but as a group, as a collaboration, we can, you know, we can hold each other accountable. We can say, Hey, you know, and, and so, so whether you're talking to all of your pieces and parts or whether you really are reaching out to actual incarnated beings here for guidance and support, it's important to have those kind of elements to bounce yourself off of from time to time. If not, we do, or what do you all think yourself, you know, you do kind of go get into those spirals of thinking that you know, and I think it's easy to lose touch with things in those paradigms that we've created. So, you know, again, I love the parallels and I think it's crucial to be willing to remain the student, even as you are the teacher. Those are not diametrically opposed positions. Again, nodding my head. (laughs) You know, um, you know my philosophy, the more I know, the less I know, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to something you said about leading. I think the best way to lead is to model. Yeah, there are going to be people that follow, but also it's how, for me personally, it's how they follow, mm. right? So, you know, my philosophy is always, you know, the wisdom is within you. And I very rarely tell anyone, blah, 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 blah. 
it's always about allowing them to tap in. And because I have that warrior nature, I'm very clear that if you're a follower like that, that you're really not going to be satisfied within my community Mm. because it's not the way we roll. We're highly innovative, highly creative. I mean, I Mm. love when a client, and when we'll be in discussion, we'll go, well, I disagree. And I'll be like, cool, let's talk about it. Awesome. <laughs> like, let's go deeper. It's really about, I was never the person, I was never on trend, meaning I, I was never one of the gang, even when I was one of the gang. And so I gravitate and who gravitates to me is exactly that energy. Mm-hmm. And I adore it. And it's that question about power too. You know, often my community will go, well, I'm, you know, I'm afraid that I will abuse power. And I go, mm. I've never met a person who abuses power that worries about abusing power. Mm-hmm. I can let that go right now. Right? Yeah. And it's, I love that. it's that modeling of the type of individual that you want to hang out with and who you want to be a client and be in community with and be supported by mm. because you know also to run a business you need a lot of support <laughs> well and i think i think perhaps even more so now than ever before only because of the complexity of it and and because i think so many of us got the message about the necessity of collaboration and i really appreciate what you said about power and, and we we took some heavy hits early on, even when we first start with the personal power kind of ideas that people don't resonate with power, you know, they don't like it. And it's, and I said, yeah, I think that's why we need to do it though, because it is powerful. You know, we do hold power within us. And if we refuse to look at it for fear of how it's been used in the past and we never change it. But I remember early on asking somebody, you know, if I, I'd be, you know, say, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm not coming from ego on this. And finally someone looked at me and said, here's the deal. Like the crazy person never asks themselves if they're crazy. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, Tonya, the very fact that you're asking, am I coming from ego on this says that you're not coming from ego on. I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, but it's like, but that's what drives so many of us is that constant, like, like we're no more harsh on anybody else than we ever are on ourselves to be like, okay, am I Am I clean on this? Am I clear? Do I, am I getting sandpapered and being willing to work through that? And that goes back to the modeling thing that you're talking about, which is so amazingly crucial because it's, it is too easy for us to get complacent. You know, it's, it, that's, it's nice. It's nice that people want to do what you tell them and that they operate in the same paradigm and they look to you for advice. But if any of us were complacent in that, we wouldn't be doing the work that we're doing. So I think that is a natural check and balance. But I also like having people close to me who I've allowed to be, you know, I've given kind of that transparency to and that trust to so that they, that there is space for them to say, you know, I, we need to take a hard look at this. And it's not personal. It is exactly what we've been talking about this whole conversation, which is like, there's a responsibility to the business. And it's just like parenting. Like there's your child isn't you. However, you may have a responsibility to kind of manage boundaries or environments or whatever you want to call them while that child is learning to be autonomous. I see it completely the same for the businesses. You know, I've steward, I've stewarded businesses into existence and, and that is the role. It doesn't define me, but I still have a responsibility there. Yeah. 
And I think for us within that business, I think it's a responsibility to show our business the consciousness of love. So often we're in this conflict with it. We're in this mm-hmm. push-pull. We feel like it's not doing what we want. Or <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I can only laugh and total appreciate Well, that's, that's true of the body. That's true of, you know, the mind when people try to, like, manage. Yeah, like, I think that's true blank. of everything. Yeah, just filling the blank. Yeah, all yeah. of it. And it's, like, relationships. Like, I think that statement that you just made illustrates all of it. Like, like, like that is the process. Like, what happens when you let go and take more of a guiding role with things as opposed to a controlling role with things? And what can happen? And, and I think you just see so much clearer from that perspective. Yay! Well, obviously we're great and we have all the answers, which I think we've illuminated here today. So <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show and talking about all of this. I think it's important. And for those of you listening, if you are in business, I highly, highly recommend you get with Jennifer and, oh, thank you. You know, and, and you can find her now on Superpower Experts, which I'm so excited Yay. about. So for all you members, there's special access there. But you can find her, too, in, in her own world. Of course, I really just secretly want to drive you to ours. So, but but we can share that, that. too. <laughs> There's a oh, but we can share that, too. Let's guide them to your website again. Where would you like to send them? It's soullanguage.us. Perfect. And so it is powerful beyond measure when you have knowledge that's in alignment with your evolution. You know, you, you hear me caution all the time about gathering up information just for the sake of information. But but there are points in time when you really do need to access that knowledge that's in alignment with where you're going. And Jennifer's concepts with the soul language and, and really identifying that is a big part of it. So I highly, highly recommend that you take advantage of her amazing superpowers. And until next time, because I'm sure we'll come up with another concept to hash through together. And that really, you know, that pleases me immensely. So thank you for playing with us. Thank you. It's an honor. And you know how much I adore you. And I just consider this like the funnest part of my day. So thank you. I love it. Well, thank you. And of course, to all of you out there, we appreciate you as well. And and we really do appreciate the loyalty. So until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.